If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of James, chapter 1. James, chapter 1, beginning with verse 13. James, chapter 1, beginning with verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Make sure you get that. God does not tempt us. The devil does. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, listen to this, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forget, forgetting what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. So, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Father, I pray that you'd help us to see what kind of men we are, what kind of people we are, what kind of attitudes that we have, what kind of love do we have for one another. God, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts today and God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. In the society in which we live today, there are many religions, <clears throat> many religions. And I thought about this. If you set out to investigate every religion that has ever been invented or come up with in this world, before you got done, you would be so confused, you would probably be admitted to the nut house you'd probably have to be on some kind of pill to get over it. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of religions today, but there's only one Christianity, and that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the gospel is God's only Son provided eternal life for you and for me. And I'm thankful today to be saved. I am thankful today to know that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life and nobody can change it. Hello? 
Y'all stay with me. If you're not, I'm just going to quit, and we'll sing and go to the house. Okay? Help me. Y'all can do it. You're not going to hurt me if you throw your hand up, if you shout, if you cut a flip. If God's in it, cut a flip. Hey, I wanted to kick that ball bad a while ago. I mean, <laughs> I was tempted, this, and I thought, no, if I do, it'll start something I can't stop. I mean, we need to be excited. God, God has blessed us. Can you imagine what that book looks like with your name written in there, the Lamb's Book of Life? Many of us have books, okay? We put our name in there. If we want it back, we better put our name on the outside and say, this book belongs to. I've got books I can't find. I don't know where I've misplaced them or I've loaned them out. I have no idea. And on that part, you may have loaned me a book, and I don't remember who got it from. So if I've got your book, let me know, okay? I hope all you got my book. If you don't, it's not my fault, okay? They're there. But the kind of Christianity we need today is personal Christianity. I want you to get this now. Many of you write, and I appreciate you writing. We need personal Christianity. John chapter 3. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3 says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see or be a part of the kingdom of God. It's a must that we be born again, saved. Remember Nicodemus said, hey, Lord, can I, do I have to enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born? Hogwash, he can't do that. That's impossible. Jesus said, no, but you need to be born of the Spirit and of water and of blood. You can't leave out the blood. Many of you are nurses and, and you work in all sorts of places and first responders and, and you see the blood and, and it's, it's automatic, automatic. We try to stop the blood because that's life, right? The blood's gone. Hey, there's not going to be any life. And Jesus did not spill his blood. He shed his blood for you and for me. And unless we're born again, we're in trouble, y'all. Our world is in trouble. Our community is in trouble. Our schools are in trouble. And it, you know, it, nothing I can do about it. Not one thing I can do about it. But it bothered me as I, on my way to church this morning, past West Oak High School. There they are out on the baseball field. People sitting in the stands with umbrellas. I mean, where in the world are we going? I mean, we need to pray for our coaches because evidently they're lost. I mean, you, you can stop that somewhere or another. If you're the coach, you can stop it. So I refuse. But it takes, hey, it takes more than one. It takes more than one. We, we've, got to, we've, got to, we've got to bite the bullet, y'all. I love sports, and baseball was my favorite. But I think there's a time and a place. Today's the Lord's day. Listen, it's not the, it's not the Sabbath day, you got me? This is the Lord's day. It's the day that Jesus rose from the grave. And upon the first day of the week, it says we come to God's house and we bring our tithes and our offerings because it's Jesus' day. You know? Now, hey, I don't mind a vacation. I want y'all to take one because come August, come August, you're going to say, where is our pastor? I, I hadn't missed a Sunday except one 
trip, being laid up, couldn't see one Sunday, okay? So when I don't show up, don't fret. Pray for whoever's standing behind this desk right here, this pulpit stand. I want you to take a vacation. You need a vacation. You deserve a vacation, okay? I'm not going to say I need it or deserve it, but I'm just going to take it, Lord willing. I'm just going to take it, okay? You voted me in. You gave me so much time off. I never have taken that much time. Never. You know why? Because I'm excited about my church family. I want to be here, but I also want a little time off. And I know you understand. I'm not having to ask for it. But the kind of Christianity we need today is personal Christianity. Secondly, we need purifying Christianity. 1 John 1, 7. It says, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. I heard this week, the lady says, what about suicide? Son committed suicide. He's got to be in hell, preacher. I, I, I said, wait, stop. Was the boy saved? Yes, he was saved. I said, okay, he's in heaven. Yeah, but I've always, I said, I don't care what you've heard. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Jesus said I died one time. I died for all. And listen, when he died, he died for my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. I can't say I won't commit suicide. I can't say that. I don't know what this brain will turn to before it waxes old. I tell you what, I hope I'm not aware of it if I get Alzheimer's. Because I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you, when I was in grammar school, let me tell you something about me. <laughs> I was like a banny rooster. I, I'd fight to the drop of a hat. I'd draw my knife on you. I'd cuss you out in a minute. I, that's that old nature. I remember it. Oh, God, I pray that I die before I lose my mind and go back to that. Hey, my, my boys, my wife, my boys, my grandmothers never heard me cuss. Never. I fear for that. I want to be all God wants me to be while I can be. Man wrote a little note one time, put it in, handed me in my hand. It's still in my Bible. On a sticky note, he said, preach like this is the last sermon you'll ever preach. There will come a day when I'll preach my last. And unless Jesus soon comes, there's going to be somebody else standing here preaching at you. Okay, I hope I live maybe to retire and be just a, a pew squatter. Can you relate to that? A pew squatter? He called me a pew squatter. Well, do something, okay? <laughs> Make it happen, Captain. We ain't here to play. All right. Christianity, it's a personal thing. It's a purifying thing. But listen, the third thing, it is a positive thing. Christianity is positive. You understand? Christianity is positive. What makes us grow as a Christian? The negative side. We don't want that. We want to get away from the negative and head toward the positive. We want to be all God wants us to be. Let me give you a verse of Scripture. Be a positive Christian. 1 John 5.14. 1 John 5.14 says, We know that we have 
passed from death unto life because we love one another. Got somebody you don't love? You need to get to loving them. Say, they won't let me. Well, pray for them. Pray for them. I'm sorry that I'm slow reading because my, I got my eye surgery's the 18th, but I, get, I, I about can't see. I mean, I'm looking through my glasses right now, and y'all are a blur. So you prayed. I can make it to the 18th to be able to see to get through what I got to get through with. And many of you have had that surgery, and you say, hey, you, it's nothing to it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about it. I'm just praying for the doctor that's going to do it, that it'll work like it's supposed to work. Because I have a preacher friend right now that I pray for every morning, and that's Lester Grant, uh, who had eye surgery. And he went from being able to see a little bit to not being able to see good enough to cut his grass or drive, and he pastored Shiloh Baptist Church. And hey, I, it could happen. I better have enough built in here and built up here that I can keep it going. Because it's possible. Hey, it's possible. I mean, the doctors done went over all the risk. You know how they go through all the risk. They want to cover everything. So if one thing slips, so I told you. <laughs> I told you. Didn't I tell you? You told me. Yes. Well, I come in here seeing. I want to go out seeing better. But the kind of Christianity that we need today is, is, is personal, purifying, positive. But let me give you another one. We need powerful Christianity. Listen, it's not, a, it's not a boat just drifting down a lazy river. You know, it's like Mark saying about the church triumphant. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And listen, it, it depends on us with our attitude and our expressions and, and our, our positiveness. Hey, we're going to have a hope for a lot of kids on this campus this week. Let me tell you something. You listen carefully. There are going to be kids on this campus this week that have no daddy, don't have a clue who their daddy is. There are going to be kids on this campus this week that probably don't even know who their mama is. There are going to be kids on this campus this week that are abused at home. Guys, we have got to love them. I don't care what they smell like, look like, act like. We've got to love them. If a child's been kicked and cussed all its little life and it comes to church and somebody puts their arm around and going to love them, they may pull back. You know why? Because the last time they got squeezed, they were hurt. Please be aware of what's going to be on or who's going to be on this campus this week that they'd feel so loved that they can't help but want to come back. It's up to us who are here. It's up to us. Let me give you a verse of Scripture with the need of powerful Christianity. 1 Peter 1, 5, it says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Impossible. Don't, don't even attempt it. If you don't have faith in God, don't even think about pleasing him because you are not and I am not going to please him without faith. To believe and know that he is who he said he is and he'll do what he said he would do. If you'll excuse me, I want to give you a last one. See, that's an awful short sermon, preacher. I'm short. <laughs> I've been accused of being long-winded. 
And then the lady said, I'm teasing. The last kind of Christianity we need is uh, productive. Productive Christianity. John 15, 16 says, I have chosen you. I love that. I didn't choose myself. God knows I didn't choose this position, this spot. He said, I, I chose you. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. I don't want my basket to be empty. I want it to be filled. Many of us fail to work faithfully for God. I'll be the first to admit, we're not always there. We're not always faithful to God. We're not always faithful when it comes to reading His Word. Listen, y'all, it needs to be read every day. Not just on Sunday. It needs to be read every day. I wished I had lived the Christian life in school instead of just messing around. If I had a, my Bible would have been one of my books. We had a, uh, I had a class reunion, ran high school. And one of the boys was there, had gotten saved. God called him to preach, and he he spoke to the class that night. He said, I want to ask y'all one question. He said, many of y'all, as we went through school, were a Christian. He said, not one of you told me about Jesus. Not one of you. That could be the scene in heaven when we stand before God, a lost person just before they're sentenced to an eternal hell, they might say, they might point the finger at you or me and say, why? Why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Productive Christianity. You can't be productive sitting on your hind end. You've got to get up. You've got to go. You've got to share. You've got to love. You've got to exhibit what living a Christian life is about. I think sometime, if I were to be arrested today for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict me? Would there? If everybody in this church was like me, what kind of a church would this church be? You ask that question. Productive Christianity. Visiting. Just, just sit down and shut. You know what I found about visiting? A lot of times all you got to do is sit there. They'll do the talking. And you'll, you'll get a word in after a while. It's okay. But some folk need to talk. Some folks don't have nobody to talk to. I think about our people, our homebound, our, our rest home people. A lot of them, you know, sad to say, but they don't get many visits. They don't get many visits. So when you get there, they want to talk. And you know what I found? Most of them will say, preacher. How's the church? How's the church? You're not talking about this building. They're talking about you and me. How's the church? And they want to hear about it. And I'll try to bring them up to speed. You know, hey, this person's passed on. This is in the hospital. This is, you know. How's the church? So I ask you this morning, how is the church? How are you doing? Is it all about me? I mean, not me. Is it, is, you can say that to yourself. Is, is it all about me or is it about, about others? You know, it needs to be uh, productive. 
And if we're going to be productive, it's a must that we pray, that we read God's Word, and that we do something with it. What kind of Christianity do we need today? We need personal, purifying, positive, powerful, productive. Unless we have it, I don't know where we're going to stand when we stand before God. We're going to stand in need. And what we all, our needs have already been met through Jesus. We just haven't collected it. We haven't claimed it. So, you know, today, listen to me. I can't, I can't say this and be 100% sure, but I'm, I'm trying to work on and have baptism next Sunday morning. Okay? May not come to pass. May not work, all right? But we're, we're trying to plan on it. So if you're one of these people, who, first of all, who've never been saved, listen, today's the day to get saved. Jesus said today is the day of salvation. He, he, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow never comes, so it's today. So if you're one of those who's never been saved, I challenge you, if God has spoken to your heart, because Jesus has already paid the way, buddy, it's free. Would you just come this morning and say, hey, I don't know what to say. All I know is I want to be saved. I'll take care of the rest. Maybe you've already been saved, never been baptized. Hey, why not? You say, well, I was baptized as a child, and I don't remember it. I don't know nothing about it, but I know I'm saved. Okay, come. It's okay to be baptized more than one time. You need to be saved. Baptism does not save, but it is an outward appearance of what's taking place on the inside. Maybe you've been visiting here a while and you feel like this is where you need to put your membership. We invite you to come. I just want the Lord's will to be done, y'all. I'm just a a simple preacher with a simple message for, for simple people. I don't have a doctor's degree. I attended seminary. I did not graduate. Say, how in the world did you end up at First Baptist? I said, well, it's a miracle from God is all I can tell you. But right now, at this present moment, I am where I'm supposed to be. And if you want it changed, you need to talk to God because he is the commander-in-chief. I want to be all God wants me to be where he puts me. And I need y'all to let's all work together to see people saved, to see our church grow for the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to stand in this place today. Lord, I realize and know I'm only a human and I know that I can't do everything, but I do know that I can do all things through Jesus who strengthens me. And Lord, I thank you for all the staff. I thank you for all the laborers that are among us today that will be working hard this week in Vacation Bible School. Some of them won't even receive a thank you, Lord. But God, I pray that you keep your loving arms around them and let them know you will not forget their labor of love because payday is coming. God, I pray that you bless now in this time of invitation. Lord, help our people to be still and know that you're God. That to move around during an invitation could cause somebody to go out of here lost today. 
Speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus, as Mark comes to lead us, and we'll thank you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother, what do we